Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and the rest of you with nothing better to do on a 7.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturday night. This is Eat Sleep Podcaster, Pete FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. I am Sean Hood, and that is Dave Taylor. How you doing, everybody? And we are here to talk with you about all things pro wrestling. Specifically, the big thing tonight is we're going to go over the card for tables, ladders, and chairs. Yes, it is that time again where uh, Santa makes his way around the world. Uh, Hanukkah happens. We light menorahs, and people hit each other with uh, metal structures in WWE. It is, uh, you know, the happiest of times, the jolliest of times in professional wrestling. And uh, before we get to that jolliness, we have to get the business sort of things out of the way. And uh, without further ado, the easiest thing to do is tell you to go to fm99.com and 1069thefox.com to follow the show. Be in touch with it all the time right under the media tab. It says ESPR. It will always link you to our most recent episode. And speaking of our episodes, if you want to listen to us on a regular basis and you happen to use a podcasting app, guess what? We're on them. All of them. Go search ESPR Wrestling. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. It is greatly appreciated when you do because it helps us a great, great deal. Even if all you do is give the five-star rating and say, these guys rock, or Sean's prettier than Dave, whatever you want to say, just whatever you put in their review. <laughs> Just something, uh, it helps us get in front of more eyes. Uh, so please, if you could give us a five-star rating and review, we greatly appreciate that. I'm surprised your mom hasn't gotten a, like one of these apps and did that. She yeah, you're... Every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly a little surprised, too. Uh, but in any event, uh, in addition to the podcasting, uh, we are always live when we record, at least lately, on uh, all of our social media. So if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ESPR99 on the Twitter at ESPR99. And if you're following along live list tonight, please, by all means, in the comments, throw a hi up there. Say hey. And uh, let us know Let us know that you're out there. Uh, I see Jordan in the chat. Uh, yes. Uh, Brother Jordan, I knew you'd come. Uh, so it's great to see uh, everybody who, who decides to chime in and be a part of the show tonight. We appreciate having you guys. Make sure you like and turn on notifications or follow on Twitter and turn on notifications so that when we do go live, you will know to jump in and be a part of the show. And uh, last but not least, in order to get in touch with us anytime you want, ESPR at FM99.com. It is that easy. Shoot us an email about whatever you would like. So without further ado, the business is out of the way. And it is time to get into da, 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 the latest wrestling news. And uh, Dave, I don't know what's first. Uh, what's, well, let's talk about the uh, the raw ratings because everybody seems to be uh, talking about that this week. Um, it haven't been great lately, but this week, mm. terrible. Record low. Record low. Um, yeah. That's not good. And for those that don't know how ratings work, that's not good. Um, they were really, really bad. I don't even know what they were technically. I, I remember reading them once, but uh, under two million. And, uh, which is which is not good, uh, and Oof. and certain key demos, which you know, they, you know they they like to look at for advertisers. AEW had a better week in that regard, not overall, but in, in some of the key advertising demos. So not 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 a good week at all. Oh, hey, by the way, your mom wants to know if you're tired of her yet. So. Uh, she better not be talking to me because I'm never tired of her. She's my mom. <laughs> and Dave, if you get tired of my mom, I'll fight you. I'm, uh, I'm tired. Hey, I'm glad she checks in. Exactly. Me too. Uh, yeah, the raw ratings have been uh, uh, pretty terrible for a while. They and the 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 pandemic hasn't helped without a doubt. But even before the pandemic, they weren't great and they were on a decline. Um, if you just you know trending year over year and whatnot, it's just it's not been good. Uh, there's this rumor going around that USA said that they want them to get into more mature content and whatnot. And while that may be true, it's a report first of all, so we got to take all of those with a grain of salt. And while it may be true they do want more adult-oriented content, here's my problem. WWE could make these storylines more adult-oriented, and guess what? They'll still suck because yeah. the writing sucks. It doesn't matter if you're doing PG, PG-13, TVMA, whatever you want to call it. It's still going to suck if the writing is bad. There are children's shows with good writing that are entertaining. Look, I'm... Think of some movies out there that are entertaining to watch that are kids' movies because they're well-written. Toy Look Story. To Toy Story was the first one my brain was going to. <laughs> uh, you know, Pixar, pick a Pixar movie for Pete's sake. They're well-written. They're entertaining to watch. It doesn't matter that they're kids' shows or movies. Um, you can slap a, an R rating on it or an MA rating on it, and that doesn't make it good. Matter of fact, nine times out of ten, then I think the, rate, the writing gets sloppier because in place of coming up with actual drama, 
you just throw in something that you see as shockingly like uh, uh, adult. And that's, yeah, anybody want to go back to Katie Vick? I'm not really looking forward to those kind of storylines. No. Uh, Katie, anybody remember Lana and Bobby Lashley and Liv Morgan? Because that was getting pretty close to the Attitude Era level of storytelling, and it was awful. So, you know. I had potential, and and, and they, there's a one-off, and it just, they ruined it. It just, it doesn't make any sense. And it's, it, it, look, the writing just needs to get better before we worry about what the actual, like, rating is going to be on the show. Yeah, uh, I know why a lot of people... Uh, you bring up the attitude era, Sean. You know, oh, the attitude yeah. era was great. It, they had this and that, right? Yeah, and but the wrestling it, wasn't always great. No, the, the attitude era. I recently I've done this. I went back on the WWE Network, which is nine ninety nine a month, um, and I was watching some old stuff on there. And I'm sorry, it's bad in a lot of places. There are classic storylines that we remember and classic characters that we remember. Guys, we were spoiled to have The Rock, Stone Cold. Mankind, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Triple, all these guys at the same time in the same place. There were so many guys that were at the pinnacle of the craft in the same time in the same place. And we were really spoiled to see all of them together. But even all of their programs weren't great. You know, they, it, 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 it's not all gold. If you go back and watch it, there's actually, it, how do I explain this? Crap. <laughs> If you go back and watch it, there's a lot of crap. But Trine asks, what's a good viewer rating? Well, when you consider, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up, uh, let's see, what was Raw, uh, Monday Night Raw ratings for, I don't know. Back a year. I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, but I mean, let's, 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 pick a, let's pick a good one. What was the Monday, Monday Night Raw ratings for, we'll say, 1999, all right? Or let's like, see, see what we get in 1999. Because that would have been when ratings were really hot for them, okay? Yeah. Um, they got their highest rated show ever at that point. 8.1 was the rating. Okay? Incredible. 8.1. That is insane. Um, I don't even know how many millions of people that is because I don't really understand how the ratings work. Um, I know it's more than 8.1 million people. <laughs> but it's it's a crazy number, 8.1 um the ratings lately hover around what are they dave usually around like a one to a one and a half well like like million um no, I, I mean I, the actual rating uh, number uh then we'll have to, i'll have to look that one up um and, and, and see what they were lately here uh raw uh, hold on, I'll pull it up real quick uh they got 1.527 million viewers on so that's their lowest rated ever episode ever this right, week so so they averaged 1.74 million and did a 0.53 rating in the 18 to 49 demo. That's horrible. <laughs> yes. That is horrible. A 0.5. They got their butts handed to them in that demo, which, and I understand that the overall rating, they still have people watching, but the money rating is what they think their, their actual crowd is. Yeah. Um, it's who you're trying to appeal to. Now it's great if you're reaching out beyond that, but if you're not capturing your demographic, there's a problem there. It means you're losing your demographic. Yeah, that doesn't even one percent of the homes is even watching Raw. So yeah. I know it's a big Monday night football game, but you can't use that excuse if your product isn't good. Nobody's gonna watch it. That means people didn't what because I, I you know what I didn't watch Raw this week. So I'm one of those who said, you know what, the way it's been going, I know TLC's on Sunday, I'm not gonna miss anything. Unless they pull something crazy, I'll go back and watch it, or as probably millions of people are doing, watching on YouTube the, the day later. Or who yeah. Without a doubt, uh, and I think that's what most people do. And the problem is those don't those don't really count in your ratings. No. They used to have the like plus fives and plus plus sevens and whatnot, which was DVR watches, and it would be like five hours after it aired, seven hours after it aired, or whatever. But once you get outside of a certain window, it doesn't count anymore. Uh, and it, so it's not helping anybody that people are watching it later. Now ratings are not the be all end all uh, anymore, um, thanks to all the other deals they have worked out. But they're not good. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say here. If you look at the trend uh, the for 2020, we've got like uh, the uh, 0.41 on the December 14th uh, in the 18 to 49 rating, right? Yeah. 0.51 before that, 0.52 before that, 0.56, 0.51, 0.53, 0.48. It's been pretty bad when you consider that in years previous, they were crushing that rating. I mean, again... 
if they had, if we say how many millions of viewers do they have? 1.52 million viewers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you figure that in the attitude era, they were pulling 10 million viewers or something like that. It was rating ratings were through the roof uh, back in the day. Now, again, we can't compare everything to back in the, when wrestling was at its hottest, even if you go back to raw ratings from, I don't know. Let's look at uh 2019. I'm gonna try and pull that up real quick. Okay. Right. Uh, uh, 2011, it was 3.3, like in January. That, that was, was the ratings. That, that no. was the ratings. That was the actual rating. Yeah. All right. Um. And so they were averaging a couple million at the time, I believe, if I remember. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, if we're looking now in uh 2019, viewers wise, uh, we're looking at like uh the 2019 average 2.4 million an episode. All right. That's not bad. That's that's pretty good. Uh, 2.8 in 2018. Uh, 3.0 in 2017. So again, year over year, these things are trending down. And Patrine just said something that's a problem here. I usually watch on Hulu so I can fast forward through the boring segments. Now, here's yep. the thing, Patrine. I'm not judging you for that. A lot of us do it. The problem is they're not making compelling content that people want to sit through anymore. Three hours is too much, and the writers can't handle it. If, I guarantee you, if we bump the show back to two hours, yeah, you wouldn't see some of the people you'd want to see because they just wouldn't have space for everybody. But I promise you, only their better segments would make it on television because they would only have enough time for them. We wouldn't get as many time filler things. Well, I, I think part of it, though, is that, and I guess you would get it back in the Attitude Era, is, you know, Drew McIntyre comes out, cuts a promo, or Randy cuts a promo, and then we see him later in the show. I mean, they're in many long segments that just you know. oh that happened all the time i mean almost every show started with stone cold or the rock or somebody out there cutting a promo and then usually being in the main event that night i mean so it's not like that that formula is all that different from what it used to be but again the content and the characters were so much more exciting back then yeah uh, you know and, and, and that's part of it entire i mean great wrestler oh drew is doing nothing wrong he's yeah. just working through a terrible period yeah, is the problem. When fans come back, it'll be nice that fans are back, but that's not going to eliminate their issue with viewers. Because people are, I, I bet, I think you'll see a small boost when people are allowed to come back into uh, to sporting events in, in normal numbers. You'll see a small boost just because it'll be like a sense of normalcy. People will be kind of returning to a pattern. But what's the problem is that people will get back in and they'll realize they're not that invested and they'll drop back off. Yeah. You know? It is what it is. They need to have a complete overhaul of who is getting uh, of, of who is writing these shows at this point. Now, something I did see that was interesting was there was a poll done recently, uh, apparently in within WWE uh, about who are some superstars that they think there's potential for. If they got the right support, if they got the right, right you know, you know, focus, yeah. who are the, the 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 superstars that they think there would be uh, hope for? Right. And I remember seeing on the list a lot of characters that we all regularly say we wish they would do more with, like Chad Gable. You know, she was one, or he was one of them. Peyton Royce was another one. Um, but I saw one name that popped up on it said it said it was almost universally uh, on on their on the lists, and it was Cesaro, who they yeah. almost all the writers who were questioned believe he should be given more attention. And I, I think that, that that almost tells me that when you stop and you look at it, you're like, wait a minute, maybe this isn't so much a writer's issue as it is the guy who's approving what the writers write. Yeah. Because we, exactly. how many times have we heard these reports about this man showing up day of and everything changes? And I'm not saying these guys are going dramatically off of what Vince wants to begin with. I'm not saying they write like Cesaro into a main event program and Vince McMahon shows up and goes, ah, no, that's garbage, blah, 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 blah. What I'm saying is these guys, I think, have ideas of really, I think that I think they do have an idea of what could work and who should be getting some focus. But the problem is they know what Vince wants them to write. So they're writing for certain people because they know Vince doesn't really care about Cesaro or about Chad Gable or yeah. about, you know, these, these other people. So I wish I could find the exact list uh, of who they said, because it was a really interesting uh, thing to run through. Um, oh, maybe that was it right there. Hold on. Um, it, it's, it's just painful because I feel like the, the, 
we've raw routinely is the one we hear about that is a disaster behind the scenes. And it, to me, it makes it, it should be obvious that that's why you have such low ratings on this show. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now yeah, again, this, what's up? Yeah, I got the names as well. So, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had, it's from, it's from Dave Meltzer. So again, we have to take this with a grain of salt, but it is what it is. This is the report we have. All right, so the names, Cesaro, as you mentioned, uh, Chad Gable, Peyton Royce, mm -hmm. Carmella, who has just come back, and we're going to talk about a little bit, and Angel Garza, who who's high up on, on your list and my list. That's one guy that we've we've praised since he's come out of the scene. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I, haven't agreed. Seen him. I haven't seen him. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I, don't, uh, I, I, I thought he got injured at one point, but I could be wrong. Um, but it's just it, you look at that list of people, and it's like, all right, well, looking through that list, Cesaro, absolutely. Angel Garza, absolutely. Um, Chad Gable, the dude has the potential to be the modern version of Kurt Angle if he's given the chance to work and develop a character. You know, uh, Carmella, she's improved greatly over what she was. They need to give her more focus than just being a mean girl. Yeah. It yeah. seems like and WWE doesn't really know how to write female characters. They're they're either playing the mean girl or they're Charlotte Flair. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that essentially seems to be all they have. Um Peyton Royce, uh, another one that like I don't I like Peyton Royce, but I don't it's gonna sound funny. I don't know why I like her because they haven't given me a reason to. They haven't put her in any great matches. Her character's really not all that interesting. She's not in any interesting programs. I don't know why I should like her. I, I they broke up the iconics for what? I, I still don't understand that. Yeah, I at this point it, it makes, makes no sense. sense. But how many times have they done that? How many times have they done that? You know? Oh, they just uh, did with uh, with uh, what's his Otis, Otis Tucker. Yeah, yeah. Made no they sense. broke they broke them up, and now you're like, uh, okay. Um. By the way, uh, Jordan says y'all seen Charlie Haas's new video making the rounds. I had to do a triple take. I have not seen it. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Um, hey, is there... He looks different. Well, he looks bald. I'll tell you that much. I can see it right here. Um, it's... And he got, I didn't realize he got a divorce with uh, Jackie Gata, too. Yeah, that was a little while ago at, the, at this point. Yeah. Uh, I know he's had a lot of problems. Um, he He's had a lot of issues throughout his career, unfortunately, uh, in addition to you know his brother passing away, and he's had his own struggles. I mean, he still looks like Charlie to me. He's just Charlie without hair. <laughs> And a little less muscular. But uh, I'm going to have to watch it and see if there's anything in there that's uh, that's that's worth hearing, because obviously I can't watch it at the moment. Um, in any event, did your cat attack you? No, no. I found the uh, Charlie Haas uh, photo. Yeah, he doesn't look quite like that anymore. No. He, he, he looks more like me now, which is tragic for Charlie when he looked like that. Um. And it's also tragic for me, considering Charlie's like forty something. In any event, uh, <laughs> great, wonderful. Can I look like young Charlie Haas when I'm in my forties? Because that would be okay. I'm going to drop the uh, link in our uh, comments here. If anyone wants to check it out, uh, yeah. it says the shoot interview. Those are usually full of curse words, so just watch at your own discretion. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there. In any event, so the ratings. AEW fans are making a big deal out of it because they beat Raw in the, in the demographic. They still didn't beat them in the overall number until they're pulling, you know, more viewers overall. You're never really going to... It's not a definitive way to say you're winning. Yeah. Now, if the trend continues, they will start beating them in overall viewers. I can pretty much guarantee that at this point. Um, so Raw needs to do... They, they Expect to see Vince McMahon go into panic mode. Usually in these situations, Vince starts doing something pretty dramatic. Uh, and and what he views as shocking to try and get people interested again, which means we'll probably see some McMahons on TV soon. Hey, remember two years ago when they said, "Hey, we're going to give you what you want," and uh, you know we're going to make all these changes, and then it was like the same WWE that we always saw. You remember when nobody believed them because they never do that. Um, in any event, it is what it is. They yeah. they. I don't know. I, I'm, I have no faith in them to, to actually follow through on things no, like that. No, no. Because who did they bring in? They brought EC3 in. They, they ruined that. Almost um, immediately. Yeah. Uh, was that when they brought in, like, Johnny Gargano and uh, and Tomasa Chapa? Yeah, but that didn't work out because Tomasa got hurt. And yeah. And they, they had to pull back on that some. But, yeah, they were doing more NXT stuff at the time. 
and they included NXT more, which actually was semi-interesting. Yeah. And then they stopped. <laughs> and then we kind of went back to business as usual, which and then the the and then the world caught on fire, which was an issue. So I just um it's it's frustrating, but in the same regard, I'm kind of interested interested to see in these times what Vince McMahon plans on doing because he usually makes some kind of sharp turn because he thinks that he has the magic formula to fix this solution. Yeah. Um, I we'll see what happens. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some kind of maybe we'll get something crazy happening on uh, on Sunday. At this point, I we have know. no idea. Yeah. Create some buzz, get people talking, and uh... all all of a sudden we're going to see the recurrence of people going, "Oh, see, I'm punk coming back, confirmed." You know, because Raw needs needs something exciting. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I'd tune in if CM Punk came back. I'd be like, yeah. what's this 44-year-old doing now? <laughs> but He doesn't look like Charlie Haas. Sorry. He looks better uh, than Charlie Haas. <laughs> Other news. Uh, quick uh, shout-out to Brandy uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, Brandy, uh, they announced on uh, Dynamite on Wednesday that they're expecting. So that's good news. Congrats. Something in the water this year with wrestlers uh, and, and pregnancies and stuff. So. Well, Dave, all right. <clears throat> I didn't know I was going to be after the one to tell you this, but that's not how pregnancy happens. You see, when a mommy and a daddy love each other very much, um, <laughs> they they uh, they have a Falls Count Anywhere match. And, oh, okay. um, <laughs> it usually ends up in the bedroom. In any event. Usually with no <laughs> yeah, usually, usually with no referee, but not not always if you know Jim Cornette. Anyways, um, Brandy and Cody, congratulations to the two of them. I uh, hope uh, everything goes completely, you know, goes well for them, and they are have a happy, healthy addition to the Rhodes family. Up next, the Bullet Club is back again. Um, <laughs> sure, we'll see. Even it is. Uh, but interesting though, they're using Bullet Club because I've actually yeah. heard them refer to themselves as that. Which is interesting because WWE didn't do that. They avoided that. It became the club. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to say the B word for for reasons that just you know. Well, New Japan. Yeah. Well, New Japan owned it too. So yeah. I mean, you can't really just say that we're going to start doing it. So I wonder if because we you know there was a speculation about working relationship between AEW and New Japan. There's been some crossover and whatnot. Um, maybe this is more evidence of that. You know, maybe maybe this is a little more evidence of maybe what happens here is is um Thanos otherwise known as Kenny Omega uh wins the Impact World Heavyweight Championship so then he has three belts and then he decides he's going to win the New Japan Championship and he goes to New Japan to win that one um at this point I think I think last week it was Benjamin uh, who was here in the chat who said that he was being like Thanos he's you know going to get yeah. all the belts and it's it's certainly seeming that way they're definitely pushing towards that on Impact for him to be facing Rich Swan which should be a great match when it happens. They are should facing be, yes. each other at their next pay-per-view special, whatever it's called. Uh, well, they have a six-man match because uh, Don yeah. West uh, awkwardly. You mean Don? Uh, you mean Don Callis? Uh, Don Callis, yeah. yeah. Um, I awkwardly, awkwardly confirmed the match. It was just. Yeah. Can we can we get Tony and Don away from television and just kind of you know because that, that's going to become a problem. Let yeah. this you know be what it is, or maybe he's just there, but don't let him cut the promos. Or whatever else, because it's not working. That part's not working for me. I'd love to see the Bullet Club together. I thought that was a great segment until Don opened his mouth. Until Don opened his big fat <laughs> mouth. Um, I don't think Don's horrible, but he's definitely he he definitely has some rough spots that need to be polished out. Um, but I think I think Omega is doing great. Uh, he'll yeah. work in this role. He's much better as this than he is as the lovable Kenny Omega. Uh, I like this way 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 better. So it'll be interesting to see what happens from here on out. Uh, I think they said, did they say that uh, Gallows and Anderson are going to be on AEW this week? Uh, was that going to be the chance? Because uh, the six man's coming up at their, um, uh, what is it, Impact's event? Because they don't ring of honor. Yeah, hard, hard to kill or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to I say they were showing up on um aew but I, I could be wrong um do 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 maybe they're not um but they may show up because they know omega's fighting uh with joey janela this week that already happened didn't it or that or that's this week okay or maybe yeah, oh, that was this week yeah we'll that was back. this week that already happened um i saw the match i i don't think they showed up 
But I'll be honest with you. I watched a lot of things. I watched a lot of segments from AEW this week. I didn't watch the whole program. Um, Because I'll be honest with you, I just, not everything on there I felt like I needed to watch immediately. There are some matches on there that I feel like, some things on there I felt like I needed to watch, and there's some I'm like, I'll catch up with later. It's a busy week. So, uh, but either way, uh, Bullet Club getting back together. Um, I'm excited to see them more in the sense of the actual Bullet Club, not WWE's watered down version of it. Yeah. Um, it's a shame AJ and Finn can't be a part of it, but is what it yeah. is. I, I say I would have liked that WWE. You know, was, you know, frustrating losing the Good Brothers. Um, yeah. Because I thought there's a lot of potential there. I, you know, I know AJ's got uh, um, you know a bodyguard, if you will, but but that was something Almost, that yeah, yeah that I. I've, they they dropped the ball on because I thought that would have I, I liked it I thought even if it was watered down I would have I was looking forward to it because I was happy for the Good Brothers to be getting a push that they deserve. I was I, I wanted that to happen too. The one thing that I find interesting here is that just recently Kenny Omega did an interview, and they're doing all these crossovers with AAA with AEW or with uh, Impact and possibly some New Japan stuff here. Kenny Omega did an interview recently where he said because they were talking to him as an executive from the company because he is. Um, and they said, would you be open to a collaboration with WWE? And he said that the whole point of AEW was to make wrestling better. Was like to improve, you know, the product for wrestling fans. And he was like, so if, if WWE wanted to be a part of that and wanted to, to do something together, he'd absolutely be open to it. And so I sat here and I thought to myself, hmm, if WWE's ratings get bad enough, do they maybe approach them about that idea about doing some kind of, of, of crossover type thing. You know, there was times where in the nineties, um, when you know, Jim Cornette showed up and they talked about smoky mountain wrestling. And mm-hmm. I was like, like they mentioned another promotion and WWF, uh, then ECW in the nineties. So we didn't know, you know, what was going we, on. We didn't know that Paul Heyman was on Vince's payroll and <laughs> that, he was, that, he was, that Vince was essentially funding ECW. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. didn't know that. We didn't. We yeah, didn't so, I, I don't. I don't think Vince is uh, funding. Uh, it's so weird though because they've been so, I guess, nonchalant about stars leaving. It's like you want to go to AEW? Okay, you can do that. I mean, well, I think at this day and age, they don't have a lot of leverage with uh, right with now. these guys. I mean, they're they're cutting they're cutting costs where they can, and yeah. I think that ends up that ends up with you having to allow some people to get there if they want to. And I think with some guys, they don't care. They're like, go to AEW. Nobody's going to care. It's like yeah. with Zack Ryder. You go right ahead. Nobody's yeah. going to care. And boy, were they right. Um, whereas, you know, but there's other people that were absolutely, you know, we're going to make more of a difference. There's people like Dean Ambrose, who John Moxley. There was people yeah. like Cody Rhodes. There, you know, there, there were going to yeah. be people who were going to make more of a difference crossing over Chris Jericho um than guys like Zach Ryder. Yeah. So still still trying to figure out Meryl what, what the direction that they're going with him uh here is. I don't know. I'm glad he's not blonde anymore though. I'll tell you that right now. Automatically liking that more. Yeah. But you know couldn't but stand let, the blonde look on him. It just did not work. Let him promote his Twitch some more. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fine. Sure. <laughs> Go right ahead. But in any event, Bullet Club back is cool. We'll see how far it goes. Do we have other wrestling news that we don't have a graphic for, Dave? Because that's what uh, it says on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I always have, like, just in case there's any other stories that didn't have a graphic for. I don't have anything. I am clean. I don't. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I can think of uh, at this moment. At least not anything worth you know getting into that's, that's big yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, overall, I think we've covered most of the big stuff for this week. Um, you know, we talked about the ratings. We talked about the Bullet Club. We talked about uh, Brandy and Cody. So good for them. Other than that, I think that's about it. I think now it's time to uh, jump on into. Oh, you know, wait, no, one more thing. Actually, you know what? No, we'll talk about this later, Dave. Now, I, I, I think it is time for us to jump into uh, the, the, the meat of why we're here. The main crux of the episode, ladies and gentlemen, the WWE tables, ladders, and chairs preview. Oh my! Oh my! Yeah, TLC. All right, so they they announced six matches so far. No pre-show match, what I'm assuming is going to probably involve like Bobby Lashley or or some just throwaway on the pre-show. Don't care. Um, so let's start off talking about her business, the Raw Tag Team Championship, the New Day defending against the Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin teaming up here. Um, Hurt Business is where I'm going with this one. They they they've been they have been one of, one of the strongest parts of Raw for several months now. Um, all four guys work really hard. They work really well together. They're an entertaining stable. And New Day doesn't need the belts. 
No, they don't. Um, and I think you could tell a better story about them losing the titles here uh, than you could tell with them holding on to them. Well, I think the story they had, I think it was when they fought these street profits, was that, you know, they did a certain move and it was like, well, Biggie's not there. Uh, you know, that, that part yeah, is missing or whatever. So I, I, I think they're going to the same route here. Yeah, I think that's a similar idea. Is, is, is New Day, have they lost a step with with the loss of Big E? You know, or are, are they not the New Day they once were? And again, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't help the hurt business. I was going to say it doesn't hurt the help business. It doesn't help the hurt business. Wow, when they go face, that's what they call themselves, the help business. Um, <laughs> when it doesn't help the hurt business to lose to them again, like yeah. they, uh, to lose a title match again, they need... The Hurt Business should really be running Monday Night Raw right now. So we need to they need to pick up a win here. Yeah, because hey, remember they were gonna run security and retribution and all this stuff and, and look what's happened, and now you don't even know retribution. Ugh. <sighs> all right. Um at least you're broke in three minutes. Yeah. Oh. And your mask. Well, speaking of uh, ladies, women's tag team championship, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Asuka and TBD. Yeah, because for some reason we did this whole thing with Lana where we're building her up to take her out of the match. Um, what is that all about? I mean, is she going to come out at the end because there's no partner and then she's going to make this miraculous? That would be the worst, the worst possible way to do this. Um, I do not want to see that. It, odds are the TBD is going to be Charlotte Flair. Um, Charlotte even tweeted something kind of uh, – What is, she tweeted something earlier. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, hinting that it would be her uh, in this match uh, because that's been the speculation for a couple of weeks now. There, there's been talk of her maybe coming back. I, I, I don't think. I mean, I guess if you're going to do it, does she need the gold here? Does she need the woman's championship? Does she need it? No, but does but her dropping her losing her first match back with Oscar as her partner would not look good. Um, okay, she. It's a picture of her in the airport. This is her tweet. It's a picture of her in the airport. And it says it's with musical notes because it's supposed to be a song. It says, "Don't know when I'll be back again," implying she's heading somewhere. Yeah, and she's mm. probably going to be there for a while. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say we're probably going to see Charlotte Flair, and she's going to show up and probably be Oscar's partner, and they're going to end up winning the tag team titles. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of anybody else who's going to be because you know, you're not going to use Dana Brooke. You're not going to use Liv Morgan. Or, uh, the only other person yeah. I I would want to see randomly in that role, and you might scoff at this when I first say it, but this would just this is just my opinion. Um, the only other person I could see making making a, a, a reemergence in that role and being interested in would be um, oh her name Kiari so, Sane. Oh, so, well, yes, that would be amazing. Um, Sonny Deville. She Could still be. calls. She still calls herself like Deville or Sonny or whatever it is. WWE yeah. on her handle online, which makes me think she's not. A, she's not gone from the company. No, well, she's dealing with the legal issues of the uh, the crazy oh, stuff. With, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, but I'd like to see her back at some point. I think she has a ton of talent and and, and potential. Um, and I think that that would be a, a cool surprise to see, to see her. The, the one advantage they have in this day and age, and I, you know, finding silver linings with them not being able to have crowds and whatnot, is you don't have to worry about the reaction when somebody comes out. Because, yeah. like, if the crowd is waiting for a big mystery reveal and it's Sonya Deville, you might not get a, re a great reaction. Because the crowd might go, because they wanted it to be somebody big, you know, somebody, you yeah. know, everybody always wants everything to be big. Yeah, um, yeah. When it was like Mickey James, who I felt so bad for, and I'm like, that's yeah, Mickey James. It's Mickey <laughs> James, have some respect. Uh, Sonya Deville could come out. They pipe in the sound. She has a great showing in the match, and then they can fit her into a storyline on Raw and make it more meaningful. So that's the one benefit you have there. But again, odds are it's Charlotte Flair. Yeah, well, I, I'm avoiding the internet spoilers, which, by the way, it's kind of great with this kind of like the Sting, you know, thing where. You know, you don't really know. I mean, because if somebody spoils it, you, you know, it's somebody backstage and so few people um, they are going to get that word out. But I, I'm going to go with Kiari Sane. I, I think, you know, why not? Just if, if they're able to bring her back, they may not be able to because I think she's in Japan now. But uh, yeah, I think she's still in Japan currently. All right, it would be great if she was like, you know, here, we'll do this. Charlotte Flair is the most likely candidate. My dark horse pick is Sonya Deville. His dark horse pick is uh, Kyrie Sane. Yeah. And who wins? Uh, not Nia Jackson, Shayna. Yeah, yeah. not but, Nia Jackson, Shayna. That just they they. 
the belts aren't really doing anything for them. It's not helping the division with them holding them because we're just getting these these half-assed Lana storylines and Nia Jax and Shayna never really seem like a serious team. So like, get it off of them. Let's move on. Let, let Nia Jax and Shayna go back to doing their own thing. Yeah, because there really is no competition for them because they're just laying everybody out. Right. All, right. All right, the next match, uh, which had an interesting uh, angle because they closed out Raw with it, was the, uh, the, the, the Firefly Inferno match, the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. I don't know what this means. <laughs> I don't know if this means that somebody has to get lit on fire. I don't know if this means that they're just wrestling inside of a fiery ring. I don't know if it's going to be a cinematic match because the last time we had a Firefly anything, it was the cinematic thing with John Cena because it was the Firefly Funhouse match. That's right. Um, and the last time Orton and Bray Wyatt faced each other uh, was ridiculous. And they did their horror horror match. Remember where they he yeah wow. he lit the house on fire or whatever. Um, um, uh, I don't I don't know what this means about anything, but I feel like I feel like the fiend is probably going to win, but I don't know. The, the fiend should win. I mean, we haven't seen Alexa the last couple of weeks because she's been celebrating her engagement or, or whatever. She's on so. vacation. She said she put in for it a while ago because people yeah. were speculating, like, oh, why hasn't Alexa be there two weeks? And she said online, she's like, it's vacation. I've had it approved for a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Thomas's idea. I'll tell you what, man. If uh, if uh, uh, Russo was still working there, I would absolutely believe it. An RKO on a pole match. That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> that is pretty fantastic. Um, but now is, is Alexa the like the weakness for the fiend? So if she's there, like he's not as strong. Is that is that what they're doing with this here? I'm I'm I, trying to figure that out. I'm not sure that she's a weakness like Samson's hair or anything like that, which is a biblical tale if people don't know I went to Catholic school for so many years. I know these things ridiculously. Um but I feel like her being gone doesn't weaken him, but I feel like the story is that he cares about her, so like you can use her to get to him. Like that's a distraction. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it could be a distraction. But I feel like a better story to tell there is is I would maybe do that route, go that route of Orton trying to capitalize by uh trying to to victimize Alexa Bliss to distract the fiend. And what I would then have happen is Alexa Bliss prove that she's not a victim. And yeah. she is more than capable of like outsmarting Randy Orton and like basically like you learn that that's not going to be the case. You know what I mean? So we don't always view her as this kind of vulnerability, this, this, this risk for the fiend to even have around um, because that doesn't benefit anybody. And it makes the fiend weaker by association and it doesn't help bliss because it makes her seem like a liability. You know, I, I've, I've kind of enjoyed this feud because yeah. it's, it's unusual to see Randy Orton in a position where he's like thrown off his game because he's usually, you know, the, the, the guy with the head games, if you will, yeah. or everything going on. So I, I've enjoyed it to that sense because he's been almost like outsmarted, if mm -hmm. you will. Uh, Alexa Bliss, uh, maybe one of the MVPs of 2020, the, the character makeover. She's really thrown herself into it. She, she's knocking it out of the park. Absolutely love it. I mean, just mm -hmm. the, the acting on that is just outstanding. And, and Bray is Bray. So I, I don't know if we're going to get a good match here. Or if we're going to get garbage that we've had with these guys at WrestleMania, that's that, that's my concern. Now that you've gimmicked the match, what do you do? The, well, the catch being that this will be the fiend version of it, so it, it's going to be a little different than we've seen previous. Just because he's not going to wrestle just like Bray, um, he's going to wrestle like the fiend, which is a little more horror movie esque. Um, but I don't know. I, I, but I'll say this: I'm intrigued about the match. Yeah. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. And, you know, that's that's a plus. If you have me intrigued, you're half the way there. It's half the battle. Uh, so I'm going to go Fiend on this one. Yeah, I'm going Fiend as well. All right. All right next match for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks defending against Carmella. Um, when are they going to do a mimosa match with all the wine, the champagne bottles? They've been any luck, never. Um, <laughs> never should have happened in the first place. Um, uh, in this match, here's the thing. I, I feel like Sasha's going to win, but I feel like you could make a case for Carmella getting the belt off her in some underhanded way. You know, well, she, uh, she does have that second with her. I forget that guy is the guy that Sasha has been beating up for the last two weeks. I don't remember. I don't remember. You have to look up his name. I, it's, it's <laughs> one of those things that I, I'm not going to be able to recall at this point. Um, <sighs> Thomas's Carmella versus Banks pass. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm interested in it, but uh, well, it, Patrice is Carmella because Sasha always loses. That was true until she won the last one. She won yeah. that. She had her first title defense. They even made a big deal out of it on TV about her. She defended the title successfully because she never does that. Um, I still think that odds are it's going to be Banks who wins the match, but I, I can't shake this. Maybe because it is Banks. Um, maybe because it is Banks. Maybe that's why I can't shake the feeling that Carmella is going to walk out with the championship. See, I, I think Carmella wins this because I, I think you do a um, you, you bring her back, you know, you, you bring her back in, and I, I think the first thing you have her do is lose because then at this point, all right? So, so okay, so on SmackDown they had Bailey beat Bianca Belair, which it was a kind of a, to me a mistake because that's a pay per view caliber match. Um, you got somebody new coming in here. You got Carmella coming back getting this big push, it would be a similar mistake if she loses to Sasha. Sasha doesn't have to get hurt by the losses because obviously they're making a big deal of the fact that she's just so long she's ever held the title. So well, I see Carmella winning this, but I don't see Carmella holding it for a long time. I, I get what you mean there, but my problem is that we've also seen that Banks gets a little um, upset when things don't go her way uh, behind the scenes, when she's given a title and then has it taken away sooner than she thinks she should. Apparently she gets very upset about that. Um, and there's a lot of other stress going on behind the scenes, but she was really upset about them taking off the tag titles from yeah. her and Bailey. Um, she got really, really upset about that. But realistically, I could, I don't know that beating Carmel is a mistake. She's, she's, she's made out good since she came back. You can lose the match at the pay-per-view and still come out and get your heat, uh, back the next, the next night or the next show, um, in another way. You, you can't be afraid to beat, you can't be afraid to beat somebody. Jr. says this all the time on his Grill and Jr. podcast, which I, I agree with so much. He talks about people so being so afraid they have to protect you know the person in the loss. You have to be protected, you know, when you lose. And Jr. goes, "Why? If your character isn't strong enough that you can lose legitimately in a match, then you don't have a strong character." He goes, "Then you're doing something wrong because you should be believable enough that you can lose a match." He goes, and if you're not, then you're not telling the right story. Well, then that, that's why I think that's fine that Charlotte loses. On, you, you, you just said my well, side right there. <laughs> I, mean, I agree with you, but my point being saying I don't think I don't think Carmella needs to win. I don't think it's a mistake if she loses because she can lose and still get her heat back. Sasha could do the same thing; she could get her heat back too. But I don't. I like. I guess the catch is who who does she face if Carmella wins the belt? Do we get endless rematches like we right. have? We do, that all, we do that all the time anyway. Yeah. But I mean, like, who who's a top level baby face on SmackDown right now for her to face? Well, it's not, than... gonna be, it's not gonna be the person who it's not gonna be Bianca Belair. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm saying is we don't really have a top level baby face ready for her because it did it. They just uh, dropped that. Drop yeah, that and I feel like you get another you can get another month out of Sasha Banks and Carmella. I I realistically I think what'll end up happening is we get another month out of Sasha Banks and Carmella, and then the Rumble will kind of will kind of shake up what happens there. Um, yeah. So on this one, are you going Carmella? I'm going Carmella. All right. Um, I'm going to kick myself later, but I'm going Sasha. <laughs> Good to probably be right. Hey, by the way, those first four matches, no, nothing involving tables, ladders, and chairs until we get to... Well, there was a Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah, yeah. But there's but there's no tables in that. I mean, they're going to set a table on fire and then put somebody through it. It be packed. <laughs> to set a ladder on fire. Hey, look, if Lana somehow makes her way out to that ring, she's going through a table, Dave. <laughs> uh, uh, Thomas says the whole Carmella Banks thing reminds you of the time when they tried 56 Liberty Ross GMs. <laughs> Carmella Banks thing. Well, just I guess the segments. Is, I guess is he talking? Are you talking about the segments, Thomas, with the you know the toasting and everything else? And maybe yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, celebrity raw GMs. I, we actually just saw a, a video the other day um, that kind of had some of that in there. It was like clips from all these different times in Raw, and I was watching it with my girlfriend who doesn't watch wrestling. And at one point, she goes, "Kermit and Miss Piggy." Like she was like, "What?" Like she couldn't believe that they were on that show. I was like, "Yeah," and that wasn't like the worst guests they had. I, I thought that was one of the better ones. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Thomas. The goal feud is not all that exciting, and that goes back to the writing yeah. just being terrible. Because yet again, we got Sasha Banks, who really isn't a good guy, 
because she did nothing to be a good guy. She just yeah. isn't with Bailey anymore. And you got Carmella, who's just playing a mean girl. She's straight out of the movie. So eh, it's just not, there's nothing motivating or like compelling about this match. No, no. This, this match is compelling right here. A table, yes. ladders, and chairs match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles, which I thought they did a great job with the whole Sheamus angle. Having him uh, hanging upside down on the ropes with AJ beating him up and stuff, and they legitimately don't. They they've made it to the point where I think almost everybody has some inkling of an idea that Sheamus at some point is going to get involved. Now, will he get involved in this match? Will he get involved after this match? Will he he insert himself after this thing, like on Monday Night Raw on Monday or whatever? I don't know, but Sheamus is very clearly on a collision course for Drew McIntyre. Yeah, which, by the way, uh, and I I think uh, a week or two ago, uh, one of them, I think it was uh, Drew McIntyre, posted a video of them, like, ice skating together. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yep, that was fun. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. They are legitimate friends. This isn't one of those things where, like, uh, uh, where, like, Keith Lee shows up and says, like, oh, Drew McIntyre is my friend. Since when? Like, I'm not saying you're not friends, but, like, that's not something we know at this point. Whereas Sheamus and Drew... There's pictures and video of them hanging out from back in Drew's first tenure in WWE. You know, these guys have known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, so this storyline really has some teeth to it as far as the friendship there, because it, it's something that's established between the two of them. And even now I can go to you, like you said, you can go to their Instagram or whatever it is. And you see that they are legitimately friends hanging out. Yeah. So. This can't yeah. be hanging out when they're feuding. It can't be like uh uh, signing the <laughs> <laughs> who gets who unfortunately has that terrible situation with the stalker in her house while Mandy's there with her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was not great. That was not great. Yeah. Uh, so Thomas is expecting a good match. I'm expecting a fun match. It is a TLC match. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, which uh, it's kind of weird because this is the match that doesn't really need that. Um, you know, it seems like Drew's had a lot of plunder matches this year. I mean, he's had the match, the Hell in the Cell match, and yep. the ambulance match. Um, he just seemed to have a lot of gimmick matches, which I don't think he needs. But I don't think he does either. But the more of them you throw under his belt, he becomes like this grizzled champion who's done all these things. And but I think you could space it out. Um, I I think a lot of this is again, like, it's it's a TLC pay per view, so it has to happen. You know, it's, which is stupid. Um, which by the way, the one match that deserves a tables match is the women's tag team championship match with everything they've been doing. Well, well on. If Lana was still in it, I would agree with you. But since she's not, uh, then it doesn't need to be a tables match. Yeah. Um, I, I am wondering if we'll randomly get one something thrown in the pre-show with a tables match or something like that. Like a Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Lashley tables match or a chairs yeah. match or something like that. Um, a Claymore on a pole match, Thomas. Yes. That's <laughs> it. If you reach it, you can use it. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just – I. Who wins? Uh, well, I'm going to go with the tall guy. Um, in any event, I expect this to be a really great match. Uh, they should absolutely be able to to entertain us for whatever much time they're given. Uh, while I agree with you, I don't know that the TLC is needed. The two guys in it should be able to make it really entertaining. Considering who the talent is in this. I mean, you have you know AJ Styles, who is still one of the best you know in, in the world. And, and, and Drew McIntyre's had a pretty good run in 2020. Uh, Drew McIntyre has had a great run in 2020. How yeah. dare you, sir? How dare you? They did amazing. <laughs> yeah. Dante says Drew. Hi, Dante. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Drew on this. but uh, yeah, I it, it doesn't make any sense for AJ to take it yet. Um, but but I, but I see a lot of people getting involved. I see Sheamus getting involved or maybe taking out the bodyguard. Um, it's going to be a cluster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, w- I'm with you on that one. I, I, I can 100% see that happening. Um, being, being a big cluster match. But I do think Drew, at the end of the day, is going to end up uh, winning this. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one more <laughs> match on the card, by the way. Oh, one more match. I'm sorry. <clears throat> and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. For the WWE Universal Championship, the reigning defending champion, Roman Reigns, takes on Kevin Owens in a tables, ladders, and chairs match, which makes sense after Friday. <laughs> yeah, this, this is this the, one this actually the match where I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this one makes more sense. I will say, like, this is a match, like, a couple weeks ago, it's like, yeah, okay, it, it's it's Roman Reigns pretty much hands down. 
Uh, but you just made Kevin Owens a sympathetic baby face. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you did, but so was Jay through that whole thing, and that meant crap. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not convinced at all that this is going anyway but Roman. I think that Roman will be out there. I think Kevin will be out there. Um, Jay can get involved because it's the type of match it is. And I think he very well may. Uh, and I think you get um, uh, um, Daniel Bryan out there to try and even those odds up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we saw Daniel on uh, on SmackDown. I, it, it's it's going to be a cluster, but it's going to be like it's going to be a fun. I think this can be a fun train wreck. Um, yeah, if Kevin I, Owens is willing to do all those things. I mean, he was piled on, you know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like, that was ridiculous on Friday. Um, the one thing I'm going to say is that, like, when this feud was 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 started, I was like, okay, Kevin Owens. Then as it got going, I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, because they're they're pulling me in with the Roman character, with with Owens not being afraid of him, this, that, and the other thing. But as the time has gone on, the the storyline has gotten a little bit stale in the sense that we're getting rehashes of the same things being said from Roman and Kevin. Now we're not learning anything new about their motivation and the stuff Kevin's saying isn't really ringing true because Roman hasn't backed down from anybody so far, as far as fighting anybody. It's not like he's tried to get out of matches or something like that. He's gone out and faced people and he's pretty much destroyed almost everybody he's been in the ring with now, the exception of drew, but he also did give drew a hell of a fight too. Yeah. So it's not like he keeps calling him a coward. And I'm like, that doesn't really land when you keep throwing that at him. And he keeps saying it and it's not quite working. The writing is letting Kevin Owens down here, which is a bummer because he's delivering it. Well, it's just not great dialogue. Um, but the match itself should be good. Everybody's playing the character to the best of their abilities. Roman is still great as the head of the table, tribal chief Roman. Kevin Owens is always going to be a good uh, rebel type character uh, re rebelling against whatever's in front of him. Um, and Jey Uso is still playing a great, like almost, almost brainwashed uh, 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 um, participant at this point. Yeah, yeah. So. I see. I, I wonder at some point when, when the other Uso. I don't know what the status is of uh, of Jimmy Uso when he's going to be 100 percent, or you know, at some point yeah. if he's going to get involved and you he know, will eventually. You know, eventually. yeah. Wait for that. Uh, but yeah, should be a train wreck. I mean. They're doing a great job making Owens sympathetic, where because usually you know we talk about you know reverse momentum is usually the guy who's on the receiving end of the beatdown before the pay per view is the guy that wins. Mm -hmm. um, so it gives me like there's like a five percent chance that Owens is going to win this. He's not going to win. This. He's not going to win. This. No, he's not going to win. Um, I would it love would, it. For, it would I would love it for Owens. I would hate it for Roman because Roman's character doesn't need to lose right now. Yeah, he needs to hold that at least till WrestleMania. Um. Have you watched the WWE Chronicle about Kevin Owens yet? No, I have not. It's actually it's pretty good. Um, I enjoy most of those. And he's talking about, you know, the year and how everything's changed. He talked about how, if you remember, at WrestleMania, he dove off that WrestleMania sign behind the announcer's desk and whatnot. Yeah. And he talked about when he got to the stadium, the uh, the the what what was the stadium called? Uh, the Tampa Bay uh, Ray James Stadium. Is that what it was? Yeah. 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 The football stadium. Yeah. Yeah. He gets there and there's that giant pirate ship set up. And he says, well, it was the day when they went there to look at this, to, to look at the spot. And he said, he immediately texted Vince or somebody. And he was like, uh, I don't care how it's going to happen. He goes, but at some point in my match, I'm jumping <laughs> off the pirate ship. I'm calling it right. Cause he was making sure that everybody else knew that Owens was Owens called it. That's his spot. Right. And, uh, so then when the thing got moved to the performance center, he was like, Oh, I can't jump off the pirate ship. <laughs> and so that was his first reaction. And then he walked into the performance center and saw the setup and he said, oh, okay, I'm jumping off that. Every tell everybody I'm <laughs> jumping off of that. Nobody else jump off of that. And uh, so he was like, but if he he if he if had gotten to jump off the pirate ship, he would have done it in a heartbeat. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. So <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking to myself, well, then this is a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Owens is going to do something ridiculous in this match. <laughs> yeah. As long as he doesn't hurt himself again. That's because he did at WrestleMania. Yeah, he did. Uh, but that yeah. was a freak accident, too. What, did he hurt his ankle or something like that? Or his, I his think so. Yeah. Ankle or wrist, yeah. Yeah, which, which was just crazy that that ended up happening. But um, either way, I don't see anybody but Roman walking out with the title on this one. Um, and I'm, I'm, I don't think we'll get another Owens match, but maybe we will. I don't know. If he gets destroyed, this is probably a one and done, which is a shame because Kevin deserves more, but 
Right. But it is what it is. Yeah, because he's one of the topper. Oh, he, he's out without a doubt. But I also think he would understand the perspective of the way we're we're using Roman right now. Roman needs to look dominant. Yeah. Oh, in, I, in the words of WWE, since Roman has ever appeared on it, you need you need to make Roman look strong. Yeah. In, in the words of WWE to CM Punk, but you got to make Roman look strong. Yeah. Uh, either a sprained ankle or a fracture. That was that was the injury. So. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Roman should win here, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a cluster. People are going to get involved. And- I don't think it'll be as dominant as it was against Jay. You know no, what I mean? I, it, I, that, I, that, I that would be a mistake. I don't expect it to be as back and forth as it was with with Drew, um, but I because I those two are clearly one and one A yeah. on the WWE roster right now. I think Rowan's is more of a one B, you know what I mean, like a, like a, a two A one B sort of thing. But um, uh, sure you do, Thomas. Thomas says he doesn't know who else in the roster has the balls to do those kind of stunts anymore, except Owens. That's not true. You know, tons of people uh, like Shane McMahon and uh, Shane McMahon. And uh, Shane McMahon. Um, also, everybody. Hardy. Hardy, Hardy <laughs> would do it in a heartbeat. Um, everybody on the NXT roster. <laughs> yeah. Literally everyone. And then they would get up right after that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Come on, Dave. You got to get to the next spot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, when they do those crazy ones, they usually they usually sell it. Yeah. Hey, those are the ends, Dave. Remember when they peeled up the uh, the ring and they the, that was devastating. Um, but in any event, uh, yeah, tons. I mean, hey, 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 what's his name would even do it? Um, the Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee would, yes, yes. But he's Pat not gonna Mc- put a garbage can on himself. Hey, yeah, you know, sure, I would do it. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, and then and jump is everybody's standing there waiting for the spot. So. Hey, you could tell me Shane's not on the roster, uh, but Shane's on the roster. He's on the roster. As a, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that dude's totally on the roster. Um, he's a McMahon. Yeah, he's a McMahon, he's always on the roster. <laughs> he will always be potential for wrestling. Um, I feel like everybody there has to have that feeling all of the time. You know what I mean? Like that they're at any point in time, they're going to go, okay, so you're wrestling tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, e- even if they've never wrestled a day in their life, it's like the janitor. And they're like, Hey, Hey Mike, come here. Uh, so you're working tonight. <laughs> We're going to put you in there with Braun Strowman. The guy he was supposed to wrestle is out. Yeah. Which, which by the way, a random side note, have you seen Braun lately? Cause he looks ridiculous. I just, I've, 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 I've probably skipped. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I would like to. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna share something real quick with you guys. Right. Uh, I'm gonna show you this real quick. Um, <clears throat> all right, you can Ron shredding his uh, his look here. All right, you guys. Uh, whoa. Oh wow. Application window. Chrome tape. Wait. Ah! Hang on. He's got new hairstyle. I'm looking for you. Okay, I'm trying to share this with you guys. All right. Can can you see this, Dave? Um, well, you, you see this? Share the comment? Yeah, it's okay. Here we go. This would be the WWE screen. roster page. Can you see it? Yeah. On my screen. Who who's uh, that? Who's that right there, Dave? <laughs> Shane McMahon. Oh, Shane McMahon! Go. What a coincidence. What a coincidence, <laughs> Shane McMahon on the roster page. Anyways, uh, so in any event, uh, again, we're going this Roman on both of us. I think there's only like two matches that we didn't agree on here. Yeah. Uh, on this whole, on this card. Well, two out of six, I guess that's fair. It's a third of the matches. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of them are just, uh, we need more matches on this card. Uh, this is going to probably be a long show, longer than it needs to be. <laughs> you, see, you say that, but I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think it needs to be longer than it would. I think it's going to be like uh, we we had Hell in a Cell. We had all those other ones, and they end before 11, and I'm fine with that. I'd they, be fine with that, too. They, they end by like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, and I am <laughs> good with this uh, for our time of schedule. So I think there's one similar idea. You're done by like 10 o'clock. Everybody go to bed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I, don't, I don't miss the four-hour pay-per-views. That, that's no. Like- if those could never come back, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I guess I guess around seven on Mondays when we're looking to review the uh, the show. So okay, that works. Seven on Monday. So tables, ladders, and chairs will be in the book after tomorrow night. So make sure you guys watch it and then tune in on uh, Monday at seven p.m. and we will review the show. Um, and also, I'm thinking. Oh, I know, dangerous. Um. Not probably not this coming week. Maybe next week, Dave. We need to do our year end. Yeah, 
We need to do our year end for 2020. Holy cow. It's, 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 I know, dude. I know. It's crazy. So um, you, we need to come up with our categories and whatnot. We're going to be doing our year end thing, but we, that means we want to hear from you guys too, because we want to hear what your big stuff was from the year. We're going to remind you this, uh, this episode, next episode, next couple of them, ESPR at FM99.com. Make sure you email us. I want to know what your big moment of the year was. Could be a, could be anything from any of the shows, you know, WWE, AEW, NXT, Ring, Ring of Honor, Impact, whatever you want to pick. What was your moment of the year in wrestling? Who is your wrestler of the year? Who is your tag team of the year? Whatever you guys want to have a of the year, you should let us know what it is. We're going to come up with our categories. We will go ahead and post them ahead of time in case you want to stick to those and tell us what you guys think. Or you're linking Braun's new look. Yeah. Where he looks ridiculous. Like, yeah. just insane. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But uh, we want to hear from you guys and know what your best of the year stuff was. Uh, so please, by all means... Go ahead and uh, email us espr.fm99.com. We are very interested in what you guys think. We want to go through some of that as well on our on our episode. Uh, again, not this coming. We probably will the next week. So we got a little time to put that together. Maybe the, maybe yeah. this pay per view will help you. Maybe you'll get your holy s moment of the year uh, from this pay per view. You never know. So uh, until next week, just remember, like I said, email us espr.fm99.com. You can find us facebook.com/espr99 on the Twitter at espr99. And of course, on all your major podcasting apps, just subscribe uh, or follow or no, subscribe on there. That's what you do. You subscribe. And uh, I don't know what they say on the different apps. I'm not sure if it's subscribing, following, adding. I don't know what it is. Like, like follow, subscribe. I don't know. But whatever it is, you want to do it. Give us a five-star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. And of course, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com right under the media tab. ESPR is the easiest way to find the most recent episode. And until next week, we're going to keep looking at pictures of Braun Strowman and <laughs> totally having good explanation for why we're staring at this shirtless man for everybody who asked. Uh, until next week, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Good night, everybody. Shut up and looking at Braun. <laughs>